Hello, this is group one. Our group defined creativity as being the ability to look at things differently, quoted by Margot, and ability to express that which is imagined by Susan, taking the image and making it into something by Barrow, a process of putting things together by Suchita. Imagination has described by group members as ability to wander freely in one's thoughts, unhampered by conventions and limitations. That workspace in my mind where I can recall my known experiences and memories which may involve visual images, smells, taste, feel, as well as recollection of actions. The ability to conjure up something in the head, example a picture, a story, having ideas, thoughts to be able to know how something will turn out to be. Therefore, creativity and imagination has been described as words and expression, gifted and divergent thinkers, encouraging all children to develop divergent thinking skills. Likened to a muscle, if not used regularly, they waste away and body and being suffer. Creativity and imagination flow both ways between the teacher and student, using life experiences to create images from not everything that comes out of imagination ends up as a finished product. If you do not work your imagination, it becomes lazy and luster. Pull all ideas together to make the final product. Our group agreed that creativity and imagination will make a rebirth. A characteristic of today's rebirth of creativity is seen as a vehicle for development, quoted by Will Goss and Ims. 2005, page 55. We discussed the amount of curriculum that needs to be covered and accountability placed on teachers to have certain things done by a time frame. Teachers have their own ideas of how creativity has to be taught. An example of how Margot mentioned her teacher's daughter rejecting students' proposal and teacher giving her own version of proposals. This is from Learning Module 1 discussion. Do we call ourselves creative? Margot recalls, and I quote, The only thing that I really remember loving was playing schools with my sister. It was especially fun when I was a teacher. Perhaps that's where my love of teaching came in. I do have enormous success because of the relationship. I got hold of a computer and was able to use it to express myself. Along with another couple of parents, we set about putting together a school yearbook using Photoshop and Word. The response from the community was amazing. What I probably take from my own experience is that we are molded so young in life by others' perceptions of us. This was very much the point that Sir Ken spoke about, which holds true for me. Susan recalls, and I quote, As a child having a passion for reading, dancing, and acting, I am told I was always the organizer of games and productions. These loves were not nurtured. As a classroom teacher, my first love was always the language arts strand, and extra moments were stolen to put together an extravaganza of music, drama, and dancing with the children. Later, when some cropped up on our screens and music videos, I like to think the time in year three with me had been crucial to the chosen path. Beryl recalls, and I quote, I have a bit of imagination, and I am creative. I can design spreadsheets and publishing documents, and yet have never equated that with imagination and creativity. Suchita recalls, and I quote, I also have a talent for teaching. I 
also recognized quite early the ability to feel and extend compassionate service to others in the community. I have to say I compromised, but I'm glad that I did because I get to teach about these things that I am passionate about and thus help children realize what they would like to pursue one day. I would call myself creative now. With my ideas and teaching styles which run in my mind, I'm able to bring out that creativity in children. So how would we view creative teaching, teaching creativity and creative learning? Some ideas put forward where creativity can be taught as summarized in uh, Lucas' article, page 39. However, group had differing views here on how creativity can be taught. As Beryl questioned, we're taking on others' ideas and incorporating into our own creations. Is that called creative? Margaret supported that by saying how Beryl questioned the originality of her quilt making. She got ideas, inspirations for, from an example. But in the end, the creation was her own. From learning module one, discussion out of our minds. Creative in our methodologies, being innovative, inspiring ideas, appealing to the better nature of our students to make school interesting for them. Teaching creativity. As teachers, we need to upskill our children. They must have the tools they need to be creative. Students using their imagination and experience to develop the learning, they collaborate over tasks, contribute to classroom curriculum and pedagogy, and evaluate critically their own learning practices and teacher performance. Quote Jeffrey N. Craft, we have to stop children we have to stop getting children to give us answers. We have to be open-ended. A tool for promoting such development and creative thinking in our students is through DeBose's Six Thinking Head Strategy. His work emphasized that through practice and application, creative thinking can be nurtured in children. Wrote by Will Goes and Ames, 2007, page 54. Thus, it brings home the point again that creative thinking and learning, making mistakes in a non-threatening environment, allows children to declare who they are, quote by Groves and Hubert, 2003, page 194. This point has been mentioned in all other readings as well. Thus, I would say, is the golden rule for creativity where we allow for such imaginations to take its form. This is the end of recording. References for the transcript has been attached and um, references for the wordle the URL URL has been pasted as well.